for the past few days we have been talking about spiritual disciplines and there are some few things that we we learned one of the things that we learned was just the basic christian doctrines and the statement of faith as christians how do we get saved you know that we say we are saved by god's grace through faith and we talked about grace as, as just an extension that god has given us because of our failure but god extended his extended his hand to us so we could qualify for salvation and if we if we have faith in christ if we believe in christ when our faith meets god's grace it's called salvation that's what we talked about and after we are saved god expect our relationship with him to grow we have to become more and more like him but for us to grow as christians there are some basic things that we need to do and those things are called spiritual disciplines and i kept on emphasizing that we do not practice spiritual discipline so that we shall we can get saved or be, so that we can become more and more uh, closer to god or become more uh, better christians or you know better children of god or go, get god's favor no we are practicing spiritual discipline so that we can grow our relationship with him and we looked at some of them uh, of the spiritual disciplines one of them that we looked at last time it was uh, the spiritual discipline of uh, prayer and today we are going to look at the spiritual discipline of god's word you know reading god's word with the intention of praying some of the spiritual disciplines that we uh, will also focus on it's the spiritual discipline of worship another one is the spiritual discipline of evangelism sharing god's word with other people and also we have the spiritual discipline of saving you know uh, where we serve other people or we serve god through other people god is looking for servants not for celebrities in the kingdom we also have the spiritual discipline of fasting uh, where we uh, we stop doing some other things for the purpose of spending time with god sometimes it could be eating it could be drinking it could be watching tv we can fast a lot of things but instead of watching tv for an hour you, you make use of that one hour to spend with god you know or instead of eating you spend that time with god that's fasting we also have meditation where we are still in silence before god and also we have the spiritual discipline of journaling where you write everything that god reveals to you, you know as you read the word of god as you pray there are some things that god will reveal uh, into your life and those things you need to write them down or even even write some testimonies of what god has done you know to answer your prayers it's also very encouraging and motivating now the objective for today's uh, lesson is to understand that god wants to build a growing relationship with us through spiritual disciplines of bible reading and now we can effectively practice bible reading in our daily lives like we said you practice this spiritual disciplines most of them will practice them every day like reading the bible prayer it's a daily activity anybody who is a matured christian anyone who is in a ministry that you know of generally this is how they grow you just practice the spiritual disciplines and have that devotional time with god every day and that's how your relationship with god will grow let's look at jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12 bible says the lord said to me you have seen correctly the one that i'm interested in is the next part that says for i am watching to see 
that my word is fulfilled. I'm watching to see that my word is fulfilled. Watching in this case, it's like, you know, somebody who plays golf. Once they hit the golf ball from the tee, they watch to make sure that it reaches its destination. That's how God looks at his word. Once he sent out his word, the Bible says he watches to make sure that the word is fulfilled. The word does what it was sent to do. It does exactly what it was sent to do. Let's look at Isaiah 55 verse 10 and verse 11. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. Now, here, God gives Isaiah an analogy like when the rain comes down and it waters the, the earth, it waters the soil. Out of the soil, we see the, the seed growing. And it grows until it reaches to a point where it can be able to give people food. People can harvest. Why? Because of the rain. Now let's look at verse 11. It says, so is my word. In other words, the same thing, the same application, that same imagination, it happens with God's word. When the word of God goes out from his mouth, it will not return to me empty. That's what God says. But will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. It will accomplish. In other words, when God sent out the word, he makes sure that that word will accomplish what it sent out to do. So God wants to see his word does what it is sent out to do. In other words, when God sent out the word, he's not, that word is not going to do anything outside what he sent to do. And this is very important for us to understand in terms of prayer. God does not respond to our request when we pray. He does not re respond to our cry. It does not matter how sympathetic you look. It does not matter whether you pray short prayers, long prayers, whether you speak loud or you speak softly or you speak emotionally when you speak to God. God does not respond to our request. What does he respond to? He fulfills his word. That's what the Bible says. God only fulfills his word. If it is not his word, he will not do it. He will not do it. His word is binding. When God says, I will do this, he binds himself. It is like a contract between him and his children. Whatever God has said, he will fulfill it. He will fulfill it. Because that's what he has promised. In other words, he cannot do anything outside his word. The, the word of God, the Bible, it's like a contract. It's a book of contract between us and God. When we pray to God, we say, Lord, you know, you keep quoting him just like a lawyer. When he represents you uh, in court, he has to quote what the law says. He has to quote what the constitution of the country say. The same thing with the Bible. The Bible, it's a contract between us and God. The contract between us 
and God. So when we pray, those chapters and verses, they're like the articles and the sections of a contract. You say, Lord, you said in your word, Lord, you said in John chapter 3, verse 16, Lord, you said, whosoever shall call upon your name shall be saved. I am calling upon your name right now. Lord, you said, you shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Lord, I'm laying hands upon him. I'm laying hands, my hands upon her. And I believe that God, they will recover. Because we, we are quoting the contract. That's what God wants us to do. God cannot contradict himself. He cannot do anything that's outside his word. He cannot do what he did not promise. You know, James chapter 4 verse 3 says, When you ask, you do not receive. Why? Because you ask with wrong motives. God wants us to ask with the right motives. And the right motives is God's word. We have to quote what the Bible says. We have to quote what God said in his word. God can handle anything that you throw at him as long as it is in the word of God. As long as it is what he has promised us. So if we pray, we have to pray what God has promised us. And, and you know, God is always there to answer our prayers. Today I want us to look at a very serious uh, situation that sometimes it happens to almost all of us. How many times have you prayed for something the first day? The next day you repeat the same words. The next day you repeat the same words and you have a repetitive prayer until you feel like maybe my prayer is just hitting the ceiling. It is not going beyond, it does not go beyond the ceiling. So God wants us to, uh, you know, to, to focus on his word. And there is a way in which we can avoid that. We can pray for the same thing, but differently. And I want us to go and look at that in the next few minutes today. Praying for the same thing, but using the word of God. So when we pray the word of God, in other words, our prayers, our prayers must be pregnant. Our prayers must be rich. Our prayers must be full of the word of God. We, we don't just speak anything we want. We don't just speak anything that just because it sounds nice. It sounds religious. It sounds Christian. No, no, no. When we pray, we go to God with his word. And we say, God, this is what you have said in your word. And when we pray according to the word of God, the Bible says God will answer our prayers. So we can pray for the same thing or the same item differently every day as we continue to read the word of God. We cannot pray God's will without his word. For us to pray God's will, we have to pray God's word. So, God's word is like a menu. When you go to a restaurant, they will give you a menu. When you go to Spare, or you go to Wimpy, or you go to McDonald's, or any, any restaurant, they will give you a menu. You can only select, you can only choose what is on the menu. It's so amazing. Sometimes, you know, we go there, you go to McDonald's, and you ask for the menu that can only be found at Spare. There is no way McDonald's can provide that. God's word is like the menu. The Bible is like the menu. When we pray, we go to the menu and say, okay, this is what God says he can provide. Let me stand on the word. But as long as we pray outside God's word, we pray outside his menu, he is not going to respond. He is not going to give us that. So we must first check the menu. We must first check what does the Bible say about. Let's look at John chapter 15 verse 17. Jesus put it so much clear. 
If you abide in me and my words abide in you. That's the menu. That's the menu. That's the menu. You will ask what you desire and it shall, it shall, it shall be done for you. As long as you ask and pray outside the menu, as long as you pray and ask outside the word of God, God is not going to respond to that. And sometimes you wonder why we have been praying for some things and God is not answering our prayers. We have to consult and say, is it in the word of God? What does the Bible say about it? And when we pray, the Bible says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. In other words, if you abide in me, if you believe in me, if you believe in me, so we must abide, we must be attached to Christ. We must be saved. We must become children of God first. Once you abide in Christ, now it's your responsibility to allow the word of God, to read the word of God, so the word of God should abide in you. When you are in Christ, and the word of Christ is in you, then you will ask for anything. When he says you will ask for anything, it means for anything that's on the menu. And it shall be done for you. As long as we pray and ask for anything that's outside the menu, it shall not be done for us. One thing that I have noticed, you know, I have I've, you know, I've read this scripture several times, but when I read it lately, something just jumped out of it. Look, look at the, the, the last part. He says, and it shall be done for you. He does not say, I will give it to you. He says, it shall be done for you. God can do anything. Luke chapter 137 says, For there's nothing that's impossible with God. In other words, even if you are in a situation where it looks like there is no way out, Jesus says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Even if it looks like there is no way out, Jesus can create. You know, to do simply means to create. Even if it is not there, God can create it for you. When you look around and find that your relatives have no money, your husband has no money. Your wife has no money. Your brothers have no money. God can create, can find a way to provide for you. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's the Lord to provide. So God says he can do it for us. He can create it for us. We have to remember that when, you know, when we go to our jobs, when we, when we work as a school teacher or a, or a principal or a policeman, whatever job that we are doing, our jobs or our companies or our government, they are not our source. They are just a resource. Our source is God himself. Our source is God himself. They are like the, you know, the pipelines that come all the way from, uh, say, from the dam. And they come and provide water in our, in our houses. So there could be different type of pipes, different ways that they can provide the water. But the main source, the main source where the water comes from is the dam. That's the same thing with God. Our jobs are like those pipes. In other words, if one pipe closes, God can open another pipe because God is the main source. Our jobs are just the resources. Our jobs are like the, they are like the pipe. I can lose a job at any time. But even if I lose the job, I know my God is my provider. My God is my main source. I continue to trust and believe in him. So I should not put my trust on my employer, but I should put my trust in God. Because God is my main supplier. God is my main source. So the Bible says, God shall 
do it for us. It shall be done for us. He will create it for us. But as long it is on the menu, as long it is in the word of God. I want us to quickly go through this and see how can we pray God's will. How can we, how can we pray you know, according to the word of God, according to the will of God? How can we do that? I want us to look at a very popular verse of scripture that we are all used to. Psalm 23, uh, we'll read the, uh, the first six verses. Let's say it's during my devotion time and I want to pray according to the word of God. How do I do that? I read Psalm 23 verse 1 and say, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing or I shall not lack. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, during my devotion, I just read this psalm. And now I want to pray. But I want to pray based on the word of God. I don't want to pray based on the ideas of one prophet or another pastor or somebody or a bishop. No, I want to pray based on the word of God. Because in most cases, you know, sometimes you can tell where the person comes from or which church they come from by listening to the, the way they pray. All of them, they pray the same way. They pray the way their leader prays. They just repeat what the, the leader say. But here, you want to pray based on the word of God. Not based on your pastor. Not based on your prophet. But based on the word of God. Let's say you want to pray for, for somebody. Maybe pray for your children. Or you pray for another family. Or you pray for, for your friends. You pray for your co-worker. Based on the word of God. Maybe you're praying for your children and say, the first one says, the Lord is my shepherd. You say, Lord, I pray that you be a shepherd to my son. I pray that you will guide him. I pray that, Lord, shepherd him. Help him to make the right decisions. Number, the second one says, I lack nothing. I pray that they will lack nothing. I pray that you will provide for them. I will pray that you will meet their needs. I pray that they will not walk in lack in this world. I pray that, verse 2, I pray that you will make them lie down in green pastures. Give them the rest that they need, O oh God. I pray that they will rest in you. As Jesus has said that for those who are tired, those who need rest, they must come unto you so they can find peace and rest for their souls. I pray, help them, Father, to rest. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you'll give them an, an opportunity to rest in, in green pastures, to lie down in green pastures. Lead them, Lord, beside green pastures. Lead them, Lord, beside quiet waters. Provide for them. I pray, Father, if they are thirsty, provide water for them. Whatever they need, if they need money, provide for them, Lord. Refresh their soul. He refreshes my soul. Refresh their soul. 
They're tired. They've gone through a lot. They've gone through difficult times. I pray that, Lord, you'll refresh their soul. He says, he guide me along the right path. I pray that, Lord, you will guide them. You will lead them as they're about to make this decision. Guide them, Lord. Help them, Father, to make the right decision in their lives. Verse 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Lord, as they go through this difficult time in their lives, as they have lost their loved one, as their father or their brother is sick, they are going through the darkest moment in their lives right now. As their child is sick, I pray that, Lord, let them not walk in fear. Let them walk in faith. Let them not be afraid of the evil one. Let them stand and trust in you. Let them walk, Father, through this darkest moment of their lives, trusting in you. For you are with me. I pray that, Lord, you will be with them. I pray that your presence will stay with them. Let them experience and feel your presence in their lives. I pray that God will guide them in everything that they do. Let them experience you in their situation. Even as they go through this difficult time, help them, Father, to experience your presence. As you have promised in your word that you are Emmanuel, God with us. Be with them, O God. You said you will never leave us nor forsake us. I pray that, Lord, you will stay with them. Don't forsake them, O God. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I pray that, Lord, you will comfort them right now. They are going through a troublesome time. They are going through a difficult time in their lives. I pray for that family, Lord. Comfort them, Lord. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is our comforter. I pray and send the Holy Spirit to go and comfort them and strengthen them and give them the courage and the strength that they need in their lives. Verse 5, you prepare a table before me. Lord, I pray that, Lord, you'll prepare a table before them. Provide for them, Lord. Let them have something to eat. You anoint my head with oil. I pray for your anointing upon their lives. Anoint them, God. Lead them, O God. And my cup overflows. Lord, I pray that, Father, we know that you are the Lord of more than enough. You are able, Father, to provide. You are able to give more than we could think or imagine. I pray for them that let their cup overflows. Let their financial cup overflows. Let their joy overflows. Let their relationship overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me. I pray that your goodness will follow them. I pray for favor in their lives. Everywhere they go, I speak favor upon their lives. Let your favor follow them. Let your love follow them. All the days of my life. I pray that, Lord, it will not be for today only. It will not be for this week only, but for the rest of their lives. I will dwell in the house of the Lord. I pray that, God, they will dwell in your house. They will stay Christians. They will stay protected under the blood of Jesus. I pray for them, Lord, forever and ever and ever. Lord, we trust in you. Now, as we continue to pray like this, we're praying the word of God. Then at the end we say, Amen, Lord. Thank you for all that you have done. Now we thank God for all that he has done. Jeremiah 1.12 again it says, The Lord said to me, You have sinned correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. When we pray, we don't just speak words. We don't just speak appositely. We have to speak the word of God. When you go to God, approach God with his word. Tell him what he says. Tell him what he said in his word. 
quote his scripture before him. You don't just go there just because you are emotional, just because you are crying. It does not impress God. God wants you to go to him with his word. And you say, Lord, you said in your word. And I stand on your word right now. I believe in your word right now. I trust in your word right now. That's how prayer should be. We are praying God's word. And when we pray God's word, we know that you are praying God's will. We know that you are praying God's will because sometimes people will ask you, how do I know that what I'm praying is God's will? Well, you will know it when you pray God's word. And after we finish praying, Psalm 46 verse 10 says, be still and know that I am God. When you pray to God, when you ask God to, to do something for you, sometimes you just have to be still in front of him. After you finish praying, just be quiet. Listen to God. God wants to speak to you. God wants to say something to you. You have to give him an opportunity to speak back to you. Most of us, we have no time to listen to God. Let's say maybe you are praying and asking for a job. And God says, I don't want to give you a job. I want to give you an idea. I want to give you an idea, a creative idea. And with this idea, you can start your own business. With this idea, you can, you can create a certain product that everybody will need. When you start that business, when you start uh, whatever you want to start, maybe whatever uh, business that God, business idea that God wants to give you, at the end you end up employing more people than if I give you a job. So sometimes you say, God, give me a job. God, give me a job. You even put your, your CV and say, God, yes, my CV. You lay hands on your CV. Maybe God is saying, no, I don't want to give you a job. I want to give you an idea, a business idea, business idea that will change the world. The business idea that will change how things are run. Business idea that will change your village. And God will only do that if you give him time to speak to you. Most of us, when we go to God and pray, Lord, ask that you heal me. I pray that you give me a job. I pray for the Mercedes-Benz. I pray for a BMW, Lord. I pray for the latest model, Lord. I pray for the house, Lord. I pray that, Lord, you bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. Bless me, bless my children. Bless my, uh, my father. Bless my mother. Bless my wife. Bless my, my family. Bless everybody. Bless my church. Amen. And so when you meet somebody, where do you come from? Oh, I'm coming from a prayer meeting. We're a great time. We're a great prayer meeting. Prayer, it's, it's communication. Prayer, it's not a monologue. It's a dialogue. Prayer, it's not you telling God what to do. Prayer, it's communicating with your father. Prayer, it's talking to God and let God talk back to you also. That is prayer. How does God talk back to you? Just be quiet, be still, be still, be still and know that I am God. After I finish praying, just be quiet in the presence of God. Some of the solutions that we need in our lives, God can give us the response to our questions. Some of the things that we do not understand. Maybe God can explain that to us and you come out of prayer with an answer. But if we don't give God a chance to speak back to us, we go, we go to prayer with the, with the same problem and come out of prayer with the same problem. Give God a chance to speak back to you. Maybe what you have been praying for for the past two, three days God is just waiting for you to open your ears and listen. And he wants to give you an answer. He wants to give you a response. But you don't give him, give him a chance to speak back to you. We just have to learn to be still and know 
that is God. And God will always want to speak into our lives. If we give him a chance to do that, he will, he will definitely do that. And God will not disappoint us as long as we pray according to his word. Amen. God bless you.